come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Adrian, sitting in the wrong spot. I'm your polter guide, Donna, sitting wherever the hell I want. <laughs> I'm your polter guide, Mac. <laughs> Sometimes silence is its own joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in the middle of our haunted house suite. Adrian, we're please. at the end. We're at oh, the end. We're at the end. Okay. Can you say the name? Because I never remember it. The Haunting of the Hell House on the Hill. Yes. So this is our final episode of that. And we watched the 1973 very British <laughs> Legend of Hell House. Maximum Britishness. So British. It's all the Brits. <laughs> I feel like this movie is like 99% dramatic camera angles and like trailer trailer dialogue, like yeah. zingers. Like you'll get one line of setup and then the, but then, dun dun dun. <laughs> so let's do, let's go around before uh, we see IMDb's Den of Lies, if it's true. Did you like it or didn't you like it? I have an alternate synopsis though before we get to IMDb. Okay. Keep going, I'm sorry. Uh, I, no. Okay, <laughs> that's that's all right. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, there was some dumb stuff, but I really enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Maximum Britishness. I think the craft is at a level that yes. was, was high. It took itself sort of seriously, but not so seriously that it got weighed down. This, this may be the Goldilocks... Uh, Mama Bear version, just just right. Of the haunting of the Hell House on the Hill. See, I feel like the House on Haunted Hill was that for me. This one is a like this one mm-hmm. feels like it takes itself more seriously than it should to me. I think we, since we watched the haunting, mm-hmm. I can't I can't give it that distinction because it is the middle ground between those two. We should have watched the House on Haunted Hill. Followed by, we should have done the House on Hill. Followed by this one. Ah. Followed by Vincent Price. Well, I'm so confused. We should have watched the 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 one that has the same name as the Shirley Jackson novel with Eleanor and Theo. Followed by Hell House. Followed by Vincent Price. And then Thirteen Ghosts can go fucking anywhere. <laughs> I think that would be the correct. Escalation of camp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 This, that's what I'm saying. This is the middle ground. I guess it is the middle ground. I, I think that, that that could be a problem for some people, but yeah. Yeah. So I love this film. I I I, I bought it from Scream Factory, so that kind of <laughs> tells you my my thought process on it. Um, it's one of those films when the channel Encore first came 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 on, like they showed this film a lot in rotation, and it's another nostalgia film that I have that my dad introduced me to. He's like, oh yeah, this is weird, but it's really good. You need to watch it. Uh, so yeah, I love it. I will say one thing I really loved a lot about this movie to the point that I would be distracted and start observing this instead of the movie itself was the use of color. The use mm. of color in this movie was amazing. 
um, there would there, almost always there would be one character who just really stood out in the mm-hmm. scene. Um, yeah. More than once, it was uh, Florence in a bright pink or a yeah. deep magenta. Uh, sometimes I forgot the wife's name. Anne. Uh, uh, Anne, yes. Sometimes Anne with that gray cowl neck sweater. Uh, again, the use of color was just really fantastic in this film. Yeah. Another crime of the haunting. Why'd you shoot black and white when you didn't have to? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Max, so what is your alternate synopsis of this film? Long after the death of his master, Alfred the butler decides to make Wayne Manor spooky. (laughs) Then he dies. Or does he? Yes, he does. (laughs) Then some people come and use the back computer to fix everything. I thought you were going to go a little bit different route that made Wayne Manor kinky, but, you know, Spooky's fine. Yeah, Spooky. Spooky's fine. It works. Why not both? Yeah. Spooky, kinky Manor. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll I'll sign off on that for Wayne Manor. So IMDb is going to disagree with you. They're wrong. (laughs) But it's kind of a very specific... The truce is over. Yeah, yeah. It lasted one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's back on. Yeah. Physicist Lionel Barrett and his wife lead a team of mediums into the Belasco house. You out the quote marks on physicist. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the fir- that first opening title, and I'm like, oh, we've got a whole new edition of Donna Science. <laughs> it's true. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, let me give myself back here. Um, lead a team of mediums into the Belasco house. I love how they say that in that movie, that name. Belasco. Yeah. Belasco. Which is supposedly haunted by the victims of its late owner, a six foot five serial killer. The Roaring Giant. So I think one of my main issues with this movie is that it feels like um, the movie, the storyline of the movie comes too late. I had that exact same problem with the Vincent Price one. Really? Because really? It, it, it was just a, a quirk of me watching it because I watched about an hour and five minutes of it and then realized I would watched an hour and five minutes of the movie. kind of works because it keeps moving. But then I said, oh, i got to stop. i got to feed my cat. So I'm going to see how much left is left in the movie. And it was like there's only 15 minutes in the movie and nothing really has jumped up to it. So I think that's a quirk of haunted house movies is that they're heavy on first act and then they... Yeah, well, I, like in particular it felt, I think... Part of the thing that really pushed that feeling on this movie for me uh-huh. was that we have the initial triggering of the haunting uh-huh. that has happened in the past, and then we have the male psychic dude um, in Stephen King's intense, mildly more attractive brother, is what he looks <laughs> like to me. No, he is... Um, it's Corn- Ronnie McDowell. It's Ronnie Cornel- McDowell. Cornelius? Yeah. yeah. Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. It's Ronnie McDowell. Oh. What's wrong with all of you? It's Ronnie McDowell. No, it's Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. Or it's Peter Vincent <laughs> from Fright Night. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. It's Ronnie McDowell. What is wrong with you people? I'm giving examples for people who don't know who Ronnie McDowell How is. How could you not know who Ronnie McDowell is? Dude, the I only who person whose name I He's I, in Planet of the Apes and he's Cornelius. <laughs> I have known the names of two people. In in the last like five movies we've watched, and that was Vincent Price and Matthew Lillard. Like just, I don't know why you expect me to know anybody's name. I'm just a name. weird club. <laughs> I'm done with all y'all. My my parents, 
got into an argument. I was six years old, and they said Roddy McDowell was the voice of C-3PO. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I had to bring up the video and cue it up to the end credits, and they just wouldn't believe me. But that's... that's I feel like so much of your life has been yeah, just, just, explained right there. Well, just watch it. It's right there. <laughs> I like that your parents thought six-year-old you was that nefarious that would just to prove a point change the credits to right. so, so like, like that story right there like I'm just like Mac explain yep. <laughs> yep, yep. just like you and your mom watching uh, surprise <laughs> movie, um, but so you have, so, so and then you have the original expedi- uh, expedition that Roddy McDowell went on and then this is the second one and I feel like I feel like the expedition that Roddy McDowell went on was a lot more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Than this Possibly. one, like yeah. like people died. Actually, multiple. Like he's the only one that lived through it, and I just I feel like that would have been a. I want the prequel. And I think it would have been really fun as as an audience member to go, oh shattered legs, ooh paralyzed, yeah. Ooh. They're all going for the legs. Yeah, and this was, but this it felt like a Scooby Doo yeah. mystery where it's like, oh, I only knew there was a thing to solve when you solved it on screen. This could have been played by Matthew Lillard, is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but I really, another thing I really loved about this movie oh, was Roddy McDowell's um, performance because he started, he was so disaffected. In fact, I've even written so disaffected. Every uh-huh. line he said was just in this quiet, almost bored voice. And then by the end, he's screaming, and he's, he's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing the escalation. He is really like that. That is like the acting in this movie. I thought was really good, especially for how dramatic this movie seemed to want to be. Like, Anne was amazing in it, too. Yeah, well, no, like, everybody was really good. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe the Doctor was not amazing. Like, he was I, reserved, but he was, yeah. Britishly so. He, I have no memory. Uh-huh. I, I've seen this movie multiple times. Which, and I Rebel, always isn't forget. a Star Wars movie, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget that he, like, existed. Uh. If... He was very believable as a physicist, with the exception of the fact that no word that came out of his mouth would ever be said by a physicist. <laughs> so, but other than that, he was very believable as a physicist. Oh, I want to talk, should I talk about my, my similarities of all the movies that we were going to Oh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot to get this, and the whole reason, like, I needed it while you guys are recording. So that I don't make sound. <laughs> Before you get into that was so connected. I'm sorry. 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 Before you get into your how everything is connected, I want to make I want to point out one thing. So those of you that have watched Grindhouse and seen the fake trailers, Edgar Wright does one of them called Don't. Yep. Don't is almost shot for shot of like that opening scene of them walking up to the door yeah. with the smoke <laughs> and everything. And I have forgotten that, and I just it made me love the fake trailers in this movie all over again, and that's just. Yeah, I was just really happy no, about it. But that that scene with them walking up to the house is so beautiful. Like this mm-hmm. is a very I didn't enjoy the movie because most of the time I spent going, wait, what? <laughs> why why is this what we're talking about right now? But like there are there is a lot I would watch this movie over the haunting. Oh, oh definitely. yeah. Oh definitely. Easily. Yeah. For sure. It's just the atmosphere. To me, it feels like what you want that gothic, traditional haunted house to be. Like, yeah. That's what this and even I'll I'll even accept all the boobs. <laughs> I will always accept yeah. the boobs. 
No. Right. I don't have a problem with the boobs. Um, so... With in... one exception. I think it could have used more boobs, but that's <laughs> that's my struggle. <laughs> that's your cross to bear? Yeah. Okay, sorry, Andrew, go. In all these movies, you have had almost the same makeup of a group. Two yeah. women, two or three dudes. Usually one of the dudes is kind of separated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got... This... One of the dudes knows what's going on in the house. Yeah. Uh, you've got the squirrely guy who's been there before. You have the Eleanor character who is mysteriously psychic, kind of fragile, mousy, but for some reason people are drawn to her. And she is usually the one that is affected by the house first. And then you have... Uh, I forgot where I, what my next thought was going to be. Oh, and then you, you, you have characters like kind of sniping at each other. Uh, you see this the most with Vincent Price and Annabelle. Um, you see it in 13 Ghosts with uh, the adversarial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all of them, the house is this huge, beautiful, looming thing. In this one, it's a lot more Victorian style. Mm-hmm. But in the other movies, it's that boxier Frank Lloyd Wright. It's the American versus British. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um and then you also have weird fucking things. Like, why does a pan have spikes on it? <laughs> why is there a vat of acid? Why is this house made out of fucking glass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like there's just, in every movie, there's this moment where you're like, why the fuck does that exist? Yes. Uh, so yeah, like, like, you have in these movies, I think, the main tropes that you see throughout most haunted house movies. Uh, 13 Ghosts is the biggest outlier, but it's also the most recent of the movies that we watched, and you Mm -hmm. can still see a lot of the shadows of these in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think when we originally made this plan, we were supposed to watch the old one, and we we didn't. So. Yeah, I think Adrian and I probably pushed for... (laughs) No, that's okay. That's not an argument. I I think when we put it together, we were planning to watch the original one. Then when we got there, we couldn't remember, and we're like, oh, we'll watch the new one. Because Shoney Shalhoub... Yeah, and, and it worked, though. I mean, I think it worked fine doing... Did you say Shoney Shalhoub? I did. <laughs> 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 Donna, I was going to let you go with it. Just, yeah, just Adrian was going to let me go with it, but I that looked, was bad. I, me. I yeah. looked at it. I was going to let her go with it because I looked at her and she made this face. And I was like, oh, Donna, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that's okay in my brain I'm like yeah Shoni Shalhoub yeah that guy um, and then you also have these characters who very early on in the movie realize what's going on like these scares do like, like the house does not take long to be like hey we're here we're here I'm haunted except in the haunting except in the haunting <laughs> yeah yeah except in the haunting we need a sound effect for eye rolls I, I don't know. I think Adrian going. <laughs> I think that's a good eye roll sound effect there. <sighs> but then you'd have some episodes that just is entirely like, like you could just play. All right, today we're talking about Hereditary or Winchester House. <sighs> <laughs> and that's just the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an and hour. Then, and then there was the mom. No, Donna, you need to you need to say your full quote about the mom. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. <laughs> That's forever burned in my brain, Donna. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, but the, 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 the things that I find the most interesting are, like, the squirrely male psychic slash person who's been there before and the Nora character. Because, like, aside from 13 Ghosts, they are present in every single one of these. Sometimes to the point... Nora. <laughs> that her name is Eleanor, or that her name is Nora as opposed to Eleanor. And I just think it's really interesting how um, they took, oh, and the beautiful character. Like, you have the Theo character in each of them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the older woman in the Vincent Price movie, I'm saying, because now I've just got all the titles Ruth. in a tangle in my head. Ruth. Like, she Mrs. would... Slide. She would not... No, no, the, the drunk. Oh, the, no, drunk. the gambler. The gambler. Okay. Yeah, like, like, like I, she's the Theo character in that one, even though she's not, like, young and traditionally beautiful the way that Theo, that Theo was. Yeah. You can tell that in her younger days she would have been that, and in my opinion, she's still very glamorous and lovely. Yeah. Um, and in this one, you've got uh, the pretty girl, the pretty young, insane psychic lady. Yeah. And then you've got the... Uh, you know, I want to say that that woman is attractive, but her fucking hair. What the fuck? Why is her hair a perfect the, circle the, so goddamn often? The doctor's wife? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think later that's... later on it started coming down and looking a little normal. But yeah, I, I was really As she was off... getting less normal. Yeah. 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 I was very off-put by her hair initially. It was a fucking sphere. Yeah. It was a sphere poof with a little weird fucking pony. What the fuck, 70s? You have got some serious explaining to do about your fucking hair. They had extra chicken wire and nothing to do with it. <laughs> they, they wanted the big hair. Even the pretty young one. I was like, I spent a good portion of that movie just being like, what the fuck is your haircut? Her haircut right? was awful. It was, it, was, it was pretty bad. It looked like it was like a bob except a long ponytail. It was a mullet that had grown out quite a bit. Well, yeah. Like, but I, I remember, like, Goldie Hawn had a similar haircut, like, during her laughing days. Yes, yeah, she did. To, to Florence's hair like but that. But it fit with Goldie's kind of goofy, it cute, did. flirty thing. Yeah. This, this is how uncaffeinated I am. You said Goldie Hawn, and my brain said Jodie Foster. <laughs> and I was like, Jodie Foster on laughing with the haircut? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Every now and then my brain will do those little yeah. substitutions, and I'm like, why did you do that? That's not even close. <laughs> I get, for some reason, Blonde? when somebody yeah. says uh, Friday the 13th, my brain automatically goes Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and it's like, I fucking know the difference. Yeah. I goddamn know. But I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. My brain is just like, no, this is what we're talking about. Okay. This is where we live now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her like I I spent way too much of this movie being distracted by these women's hair. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Florence's necklaces at the beginning like had such a Lorraine Warren vibe to it. Like that distracted me for like for a little bit. I'm like, what is Lorraine Warren doing here? She's not supposed to be here, dude. I didn't even know that she was wearing necklaces. Oh, like I was just like, there's her hair. some. It is some epic. Like if they could have put the doctor's wife's hair. On Florence with those necklaces, yeah. it's Lorraine Warren and, and her, her her rings. Yeah, her yeah. rings were. It's it's Lorraine Wild. <laughs> okay, um, all right. Enough about the fashion in <laughs> Legend of Hell House. I was also I was very. I mean, distracted. that's the real hell of this house. <laughs> I was very distracted by the frequent reference to surviving personalities to the point that I had to write down in my notes: surviving personalities equals ghost, because. It was bothering me. Well, he's a physicist. He has to use scientific terms for things. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, Doctor Donna, get with it. Yeah. I think Donna's going to just do one slap and just get both of us back. Just I'm pretty sure I scalded back with the look. No, I, 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 I prepared myself with that. <laughs> you had a shield. I, I knew what was coming. Um, also, have has anyone heard before or since the distinction between a mental medium and a physical medium? I know. The magicians. I knew oh. it because of this film that I saw. The magicians has the physical kids. Okay, but that's not a physical <laughs> medium. I mean, different language, Donna. Donna, I saw this at 14, so I knew before going into this, and I've read books, so I knew. You know knew what? She's read scientific volumes on the paranormal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going I'm to keep working at it. <laughs> See if Donna can resort to violence. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was familiar with the terms. How about that? I was not. I just I, I'd never heard them before, and I've never heard anyone say them since. I I was not either. I hadn't really like <clears throat> I had heard of there being different kinds of like sensitives. Um, I do. I feel like I haven't reiterated this in a while. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to see some really nice definitive proof, but I don't. And, and one of the reasons I like haunted places is because I would love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but So I had read about different kinds, like, you know, pyrokinetics and telekinetics and dead sensors and things like that. But mm-hmm. I'd never really specifically heard there being a difference drawn between mental mediums and physical mediums. Mm-hmm. And pseudo-scientific physicist guy uh, really had a lot of disdain for mental mediums. She's a mental medium. Yeah. I, was it disdain or was that just his Britishness in general? Or sexism. It could also have been sexism. It could have been... Or British sexism. Ooh. Ooh. Synergy. Um, I will say I don't believe in ghosts either, but as soon as one throws a blanket over me, I'm out of there. You mean you're not going to try to romance the ghost? I am definitely not romancing. <laughs> you're not race dancing. <laughs> <laughs> have you never heard my my little diatribe on if you have to choose between a werewolf and a vampire? No, I don't, no, I don't no, think no. I've heard this. You don't. I'm not sleeping with a dead thing. If I've got to choose between a werewolf and a vampire, it's the werewolf, okay? Because I am not sleeping with a dead but thing. But the werewolf would make you a dead thing, whereas the vampire would make you an undead thing. I don't want to be an undead thing. You'd rather, be, you'd rather be a dead thing than an undead thing. I I'm, would. Okay, I'm just establishing the hierarchy of needs here. Yeah. <laughs> Mac is establishing a baseline. Besides, yeah. we've already discussed how you should not have unprotected sex with a werewolf. Or so unprotected sex. At all. Usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, Mac, it was the usually. <laughs> well, I was like, I mean, if you're, if you're trying to have a child, that's... We're trying to procreate, yeah. then you yeah. don't want protection. But, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... Obviously, I wouldn't sleep with him when he was all furry, but, you know... The rest of the time, he's alive. So many <laughs> expectations, Donna. God. So what you're saying is, you and I Should would be the in the moment, depending. <laughs> the I'm just saying, if I met a werewolf and the werewolf was like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" I'd be like, hmm, "Are you going to be wolfed out?" And they were like, "Yeah," I'd be like, "Not a deal breaker." <laughs> it's it's a deal breaker. I mean, have you ever seen? Uh, never mind. I'm about to get highly. Are you about to tell me about dog penises? I was thinking about it, but then I changed my mind. Um, and now we're talking about it. <laughs> they get little knots in them. I'm, I, I'm, I'm from the internet. <laughs> I'm just saying, I actually do want the man I'm sleeping with to have a pulse. 
That's 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 really all I'm asking. I, I get that, but when your your construction was vampire or werewolf, not vampire or werewolf or normal human. If normal human is an option, I'm going with the normal that human. That I follow. I'm I'm just I'm, God, Donna, no sense of adventure. I'm not quite <laughs> getting the the where, where where one's better than the other on the werewolf versus. I think alive. But versus you would be dead. dead. Only if he thi- killed me. I think the werewolf's gonna do. Werewolf's gonna werewolf. <laughs> well, he'd be locked in a cage at that time. Why are you fucking sex with him through a cage? I'm not having sex with him through a cage. <laughs> but in this scenario, you are. <laughs> you just said he's locked in a cage. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. <laughs> okay, a werewolf is not always a wolf. Okay, okay. So you would rather have. Sex with a werewolf, not wolfed out. I'm dying. Than a werewolf, or a vampire, or a regular human. <laughs> we need a chalkboard in here. I need a chart. <laughs> we need. He needs to know for posterity. For, yeah. He's asking for a friend. There they are. All else, all else being equal, normal human. Okay, Falia. Werewolf, but not when. In his wolf form. Follow you. Okay. Now with the other two options. No, it's only one option. He's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. What if he's wolfed out? Then no. What if, okay, what if your option is wolfed out werewolf or the vampire? I have a Yes. I have a Hitachi magic wand at home. No, no, this isn't, there's no third option here. This is a thought exercise, not a what do you like. It's a thought exercise. I'm not the dead thing. I mean, that's the bottom line, is not the dead thing. And Kinsey's going to die if she doesn't get to speak. I got a question. So what happens if (laughs) Werewolf is human, and then he wolfs out in the middle? Are you going to fucking Anita Blake judge him, and then be like, no, get get the fuck off, get off me, you've wolfed out, because he... There will be no Anita Blaking from... No, no, Anita... Yeah. The, the judging. I'm going... You know, oh, Anita Blake. Yeah, not Anita Bryant. That's a no, different thing. That's a different thing. No. You should always Anita Bryant a werewolf. That's our new rule. That's my question. Now, Anita you, Blake is more okay. Hamilton Anita yeah. Blake. Are you going to sex shame the poor guy because, you know, midway through he transforms into a werewolf because he can't control himself? I probably would not. Okay. okay. But but when he's wolfed out, he is going to to eat werewolf's gonna werewolf. <laughs> and okay, for me, I'm just gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna pick the vampire because there's some form of existence after that. Whereas the werewolf just gonna kill you. You it's know, it's a dead thing. But here's the but it's not really dead. It's not really it may not look Donna, my Fitbit, I'm still dead. Look at this. <laughs> well then I'm not gonna sleep with you. I I mean that's your loss. <laughs> I haven't had a heart rate for a week now. Yeah. Um, you might you might want to get that looked at. The Fitbit or my pulse? <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Um, but I, the, a vampire is not dead in the most technical sense in a world in which vampires exist. But he was. He see, did die. I guess, I guess my, well, so did Buffy. Would you not fuck Buffy? Well, I'm... Very straight, so no, I would not fuck Buffy. Would you fuck male Buffy? Muffy. <laughs> I, I probably would, let's be honest. Yeah, okay, so, but... But I'd have a problem with it. So, not so, that big of a problem. So no. you don't like people that have had near-death experiences. We're learning a lot about you today, Donna. You're very deathist. <laughs> like, even death-adjacent things, you're just like, nah, I don't fuck with it. 
Donna's out. <laughs> Just so you know, Mac, for your chart purposes, it depends on my mood. I may be a werewolf. It may be a vampire. And, and that... Mood is an important factor to play in, but I'm, but just in the, in the objective facts of it, I just don't follow the werewolf over vampire thing. I'm dead, dead. I but get not dead. really dead, undead. But you undead, not dead. Undead, you not dead. dead. And e- even if I see the point that a vampire is dead and a werewolf is not dead, uh, there's a chance I could survive the vampire. Whereas the werewolf just isn't gonna uh, be able to help itself and is gonna kill me. So vampire. I would survive the vampire. Because they'd be like, yeah, you need to be undead. It would look at her boobs and be like, we're good. Yeah, this is why I would survive. The <laughs> werewolf, it would not. But vampire, This yeah. is the point I am making. See, why, I think my line is sentience. Like, like if it's a... <laughs> If it's a, a, a humanoid sentient, I can think and make decisions. And you can negotiate rational. with a vampire. You cannot negotiate See, with exactly. a... See, yeah. exactly. Like, I, the, the, the turnoff for a wolfed-out werewolf would be the you are not in control of yourself at all. Might make now, the experience better. I'm allowing for that possibility. But I would... Or it could make it worse. We would have to have a lot of trust, me and the werewolf. Right. We right. would have to have some... Maybe a magical safe word. Sure. I think if you're dealing with supernatural creatures and having a sexual relationship, I think it's a magical silver safe bullets word. nearby. I think just a, like if things get out of hand, I'm gonna have to. Or like know. like a yeah. silver like a silver yeah, stabby thing. Uh, now we do need to account for bloodlust in a vampire. Yes, I'm not saying that there aren't risks with the vampire, and I'm and I'm agreeing with Donna's construction. If there's a normal human on the menu, <laughs> go there. Wait, on the menu? On the menu. <laughs> what are you, can can we can this I check your pulse, Mac? A, yeah, I don't. I don't wear the one with the pulse. <laughs> Wait, Mac, are you? What are you Mac? hiding? It's daylight. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. I came over here in a hoodie. <laughs> but it's the eighty of fucking House. degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, what? Okay, Donna. Movie? If you cut all of that out, you need to save it for <laughs> yes, something because that I, was amazing. I think we're saving. I, th- I think that's staying in because yeah. people need to know. People need to know. People need to know. Where was in vampire? Queer questions. <laughs> Werewolves and vampires that live that listen to our podcast need to know right. where they're going to rank on the poltergeist scale. I think that's yeah. what the what it boils down to. On the the, the poltergeist Kinsey scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will be that Kinsey scale. Everybody's game. Hashtag poltergeist Kinsey scale. Um. <laughs> seriously though, what kind of pants have spikes? Like I don't cook. The end of that sentence. I don't know why I left it out open like there was more to that sentence. I don't cook. And so when they had that scene where there's the physical manifestation and that pan gets hurled at him. Oh, it's a, it's a platter of some kind. Yeah. Why spikes on it? That was a kinky house. Did the you not listen thing. to Roddy McDowell's speech about everything that happened in it's, that house? It's probably the traditional serving utensil for some sort of pudding made out of right. blood and um, debauchery. Kidneys. And... It's the only proper way to make bangers in that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with my debauchery because that was a pretty... It wasn't actually a pan. It was the seat to a chair. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was a... (laughs) That was a pretty... That was a very specific speech that that, uh, Roddy gave us. So that I think that was just like... That was a custom job for when the debauchery (laughs) happens. Like, oh, snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Did we ever go around saying we liked it or didn't like it? We didn't. we did, we did. I said I didn't I like it. Did. Yeah, okay. I'm retracting that now, though, because this is the best conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, was it the debauchery snacks? Is that what won you over? Uh, you know, it did. Can I? So I went to a metaphysical store yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had whips on the wall, and I just thought, well, this isn't very inner PC. <laughs> like it was right on the next. Maybe to... maybe other people's inner peace is is with the crack lies of a whip. elsewhere. <laughs> they had their tarot cards and their pendulums and their crystals, and then the whips, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> Where was the store? Uh, Spiritual Rose, forty first uh, or thirty first in Harvard. I might have to go. I need. I need to. For reasons not worth discussing on the podcast, I need to acquire a set of tarot cards. Oh, okay. I was about to say a set of whips. She's <laughs> 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 have a werewolf and a vampire over later, and she needs to get the whips now. <laughs> I have, have whips. So we did. We did a sitting, and then we did another sitting under <clears throat> scientific. <laughs> Conditions because there were instruments and 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 red lights and beakers and stuff. That's science, Donna. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware. (laughs) Yeah, Donna, science. Gosh, (laughs) (laughs) we've broken Donna already in this episode. I don't know. Mac is just trying to get beat up already, Kinsey. We're 35 minutes into this episode. And oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm not a violent person, but Mac is. I'm is, testing. It's testing. At what, what limit that is? Um. So, at one point, he said her respiration was 210, and she was sitting there so calm, and so quiet, and definitely not breathing 210 times a minute. This is nineteen seventy. That's the scientific inaccuracy you're going to latch onto. No, that's just the one that really was like, fuck. So if you're breathing 210 times a minute, you're... You sound like a puppy. You sound like a puppy. Yes, that's actually an excellent way to describe it. And in fact, one of my professors in school was of the opinion that when you're counting either heart rate or respiration, you can't accurately count it above 200. So. That makes sense. Okay. It's too rapid, yeah. Yeah. So. So yes, there was a lot of. There was just, a lot of. Can we should let Donna Science Connor start and keep going. No, okay. I mean I'm just such pseudo scientific BS. Right. That's just that's all I have to say. Such pseudo scientific BS. Can what? I talk about your notes, Donna? Yes, you have different colors, and it's fantastic. Yeah, you have literally alternated the colors yeah. for each note that you took. Is this two different pens, or one pen with two different names? Two different pens. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is uh, beyond the legend of Hell House and analyzing Donna. We'll, we'll call that the vampire and the werewolf ink. <laughs> <laughs> the red is the vampire Yes, ink. absolutely. So, I realized that I was very... I was naive and young when I saw this the first time because I completely missed the books on the shelf that, <laughs> that that were in Anne's room. Was it Anne? Yeah. In Anne's room. And as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, oh, that is some kinky shit. Yeah. So I completely, like, 14-year-old me was like, la, 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 ghost, ghost, ghost. 14-year-old me had been watching Rocky Horror Picture Show for 10 years at that point, And I think I read them and I was like, oh. I had seen Rocky Horror by the time, but I still was just like, la, 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 la. I don't, I don't think I was innocent for very long. I think I was... <laughs> I, was I was innocent until... Earlier 16. this show. Earlier this show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we did the werewolf Kinsey scale there. 
Or whatever it was, I had to discuss whether I would have sex with a wolfed out werewolf. I think you yes. offered where you, you, you started that. And yeah, then it, I, you didn't I, have to. You, yeah, you, and we just you opened off. that book. And, and, we ran with it. And I had but many, you, many questions. You brought up the wolfed out during sex because he of was course. so overcome with passion. Of course I did. Have you not met me, Donna? <laughs> well, of course I'm going to bring up something very specific like that because that is a legitimate concern. And that our werewolf listeners need to know about. Okay. All right. You see this note? Yeah, rabies. Rabies! She got attacked by a cat. Yes, she does need to go to a doctor because she needs to get rabies prophylaxis. There's a metaphysicist right there. Right. Roddy said it was fine. It's also really close to Christmas. (laughs) I, I picked up on that. Only by the date, but nothing else. Donna, if the original emperor who is a physicist, tells you it's fine, then you're fine. I like how confused she was by the cat. Like, the cat appears and she's like... And the cat was not putting up with shit. (laughs) I'm like, just fucking leave the cat alone. Or feed it. My cat gets like that. I feed it. Because it's <laughs> probably time to feed it. <laughs> My cat just cries. Like, if, if it can see the bottom of the food dish, even though there's food around it, it's just like, <laughs> That's how Harley is. And I'm like, just go eat. And she's like, I can't. I'm starving. I had a moment yesterday when I suddenly understood that phenomenon. Yesterday? Friday. It doesn't matter. When I uh, understood that phenomenon, because I picked up what I thought was a full coffee cup and saw the bottom of it and went, I get it. That is awful. <laughs> I do that all the especially with cups that don't have lids. I'm like, I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. There's nothing happening. I've drank all my coffee. Fuck. This is so sad. I need to go meow at somebody until they fix it. I wish that would work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with you, though. The bites and scratches were pretty gnarly. On her? They weren't cat bite and scratches. No. No, those were ghost bite scratches. I have had... They were gouges. Cats my entire life. And for some of that life, I was young and played rough with animals. Mm -hmm. Um, I have also picked up stray cats. I have never, ever been... Oh, I had a cat one time fall off of a high place and use my foot to catch himself. Um... I have scars on my arm from cat scratches. They have never, ever looked like that. No, they don't. Cat bites look like neat little punctures. Like yeah. a vampire. Like a tiny like a bump, vampire. Yeah. And a cat scratches. I would not fuck a cat. I'm okay. just going to throw that out there. But what if it was like a human cat hybrid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not like saying cat people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sign me the fuck off. up. Okay. okay. Uh, also, she desperately needs antibiotics. That woman needs some antibiotics because the, she's about to get really sick. The, the, she. she Prior to the cat bite, she was already a little, little off. I mean, she's, the ghost knew who it was targeting, like, I'm gonna fuck you. That's what the, the ghost knew. <laughs> but, and, and the, but when she dies later, the blood is not very, like, my reaction when I saw her kind of bloodied out after she said, I'm like, oh, somebody drizzled her with corn syrup. There was not a moment where I was thinking, oh, God, the gore. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> Can you do that in a British accent? Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> Someone's bloodied her. <laughs> I think that was the reaction. Yeah. I think that might have been a line from the movie. <laughs> Ronnie didn't say it. Uh, Clive might have. Clive might have. Uh, so, 
my other big problem with this movie was that she was really fucking dumb. Uh, she acknowledged at least twice that she'd been tricked. Yeah. And one of the times was before she went and did the exact same thing again. And then she was like, you tricked me. And you're like, well, you already established that. Yeah. And then you went back as if you forgot. So wasn't Daniel, air quotes, Daniel, the one who tricked her, had sex with her, apparently changed into his true demonic form at some point, and then possessed her, right? Right. And then when... <clears throat> the physicist <laughs> says that he's going to uh, send all the ghosts to another hell. She's like, no, not Daniel. He's the best in his field, Donna. I'm just saying, <laughs> you don't tell the Florence. Best in his And what field, field is that, Matt? Nonsense. Hot garbage nonsense. <laughs> but there's got to be somebody that's the best at that. I, I agree with you yeah, on that. I thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't alive yet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Also, she went after the machine and started destroying the dials. <laughs> that the thing was made out dials. of... Donna, that thing was made out of sheer metal. She is doing the best she can. And if she's possessed, the ghost isn't going to know that that's not going to... I'm just saying, Donna, if you break the, the speedometer on my car, my car still goes. Donna, she's a woman. You can't expect <laughs> her to know about these machines. She was... Experiencing something with her hysterical system. If there was only a word for that. <laughs> if only. If only. If only. Someone should come up with a word. I Someone wish, should come up with a word. I wish that this was a video cast. <laughs> no, Donna would not let us release it if it was a video cast because we have broken her so many, so many different ways on this episode. Some sort of hysteriformic madness. Hysteria, hysteronomy. His, his, I'm really. Pericolosity, no. I think it's hysterophobia. I'm like really lean. That you're literally afraid of your own uterus, and you go yeah. mad that there might be. Something I mean, once there. a week, that's me. Right. Yeah, once a week. Once, once a week. A month. <laughs> 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 Doctor, heart rate once a week. <laughs> I don't care what Donna Science Corner says. Doctor. <laughs> I don't know time. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It okay. comes with being undead. Time like, has no meaning know, anymore. I don't know nothing about nothing. But that ain't right. <laughs> um. Yeah, she gets duped pretty easily, and I don't yeah. know if that was her being young and naive. I don't know, but yeah. Like I literally have a note. I don't even know it duped pretty easily at that point. Like I... it's on a different level. It is like I acknowledge that I have been tricked by Daniel. What? You're going to put Daniel in harm? I shall go. Daniel, you tricked me. I, yeah, we know. I think she honestly... <laughs> We've already watched this scene. <laughs> honestly, I think she got possessed once she got in the house. After that, Especially after that first reading or whatever. Yes, I did air quotes for you, Donna. I think she was pretty possessed, and it's just kind of the flipping back and forth between her. Mm. Like, if she's... But yeah, no, I have a whole note that is, oh, baby She's girl, you never give yourself to a ghost like that. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it, you have to have and the, oh, baby girl. And we're back to the, the hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping with a dead thing, don't do it. Okay. Um, Unless the other option is worse. Okay, ghost is my line in the sand. I won't fuck a ghost, just so we're Why? Calm. 
They oh, like to God. do it on the ceiling. I mean, and there's something wrong with that. <laughs> there's a possession factor that seems to happen. I haven't seen this uh, end well, well for anyone. Okay, but no, see, here's the thing. So she opened herself up psychically to him prior oh. to the fuck. <laughs> Um, sorry, Mac and I are 12. <laughs> I, I think that's what she meant. Um, and then, and if you look at other movies, like the entity, that's just ghost rape. That's not a consensual, I've chosen to have sex with this ghost. The, the entity uh, terrifies me. I want we, you to know that. Consensual sex, always. Yeah, always, yeah. always consensual sex. Let's, let's so be that. So I think that yeah. she could Whatever have, creature it is. I yes. think that she... Ha- I think you could hypothetically have consensual sex with a ghost without possession as long as you don't... Oh, okay, but then you get into the whole American Horror Story thing where she did have sex with a ghost and then she gave birth to the Antichrist, I guess? That's a whole other... So, um, I mean, I use protection. Yeah. Always. Always use protection. A- unless you're trying to procreate. But don't with a ghost. Usually protection... Consent always. Yes. Vampires forever. <laughs> and that's Max scale. I mean, I mean, all statements true. This is all I'm saying. Vampires never. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna jump to right to the end. Okay. With, Sounds good. With two questions that are somewhat related. Is this whole damn situation based on some guy who was pissed because he's short? Yeah. Is yeah. that what this whole? Yeah. Thing is it's, it's 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 a it's, it's my little, note on that is what the fuck. It's a very British thing to do. Yeah, I wish I, would, I wish I exceeded two meters. I might as well kill some people from the uh, ether world. My he wishes he was a little bit taller. Yeah. He wishes he was a baller. <laughs> he wished he had a girl who looked good. He could call her. I really wanted R.I.P. Michael Go, but I want him to have rapped that. <laughs> there was a record player he could have that right. had his voice on it. Dressed he- as Alfred the Butler. <laughs> Michael Keaton is there too. And my second, <laughs> Michael Keaton's always related there. question because he was reputedly six foot five, and so he had his legs cut off and replaced with prosthetics, presumably so he could look six foot five. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine how fucked your proportions would be if you added a foot and a half of height in your legs? I think that's where all the debauchery came from. Yeah. <laughs> there was. The guy's got a s- s- spiky skillets. <laughs> <laughs> weird shit going on in the Belasco house, Donna. Yeah. There was a lady who did a TED Talk, and she's like a model or something, and she has two prosthetic legs, and she talked about how she could change her height, depending on which legs that she mm-hmm. wore. And she had quite the collection, too, because like she would do crazy modeling, like, I have cat legs today, because I can fucking do that. Like... She, it was cool. Yeah. And uh, made you kind of want to cut your legs off. A little bit. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, I could be five five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I get the allure, uh, but then also I'm like, mm, I don't know. It seems a little extreme. Like, she's having fun with the hand she was dealt. More power to her. I'm gonna just stick with the one I got for now. So it's the you do you, I do me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. You're but a very the, cute height. I am the height at which people can pick me up and shake the change out of my pockets. <laughs> That's what not what I would do. level. That okay? Oh, okay. 
Okay. This has happened. <laughs> I just... I, it has happened mostly because Sonny was like, I bet you can't do this. And Norm was like, I bet I can. So he shook the change out of my pockets. The upside, You're at the height where Norman could shake yeah, the change Well, he's not tall. He's sort of tall. He's 5'8". Is he? Yeah. Average height for a dude. He has no legs and he has prosthetics. Mm. You think you'd notice by now. I feel like I would. I would he doesn't really like pants. <laughs> like when we're when we're home alone, there's not a lot of pants. <laughs> he doesn't like pants. <laughs> I mean, there were people coming over to our house yesterday in like ten minutes, and I got home, and I was like, "You have no pants," and he was like, "I know, I have no pants," and I was like, "Are you are, are pants going to be a thing tonight when people get here? <laughs> Do you plan to have pants?" <laughs> I got a call Friday night from Billy saying, "Hey, some of our friends are coming over." Please make sure you're dressed. And <laughs> can we pick up the living room? So, yeah, that was a Tasmanian devil of a situation. That's a... All right. Thank you for that yeah. image. You're welcome. That's, <laughs> that's literally what it was. Um, I also like that image. Wait, I, I do have to ask, just mm-hmm. for the sake of the image, mm-hmm. did the clothes go on before or after the Tasmanian devil incident? I don't want to know the answer to this. Cover your ears. <laughs> Sitting right next to her. Um, it Both. was toward the tail end of the Tasmanian Devil because I had a lot, I had gains to move and stuff, okay. and so I knew clothes could be put on somewhat quickly, okay. where the other stuff had to be moved okay. quicker. So both. Yeah. Are you okay with both? Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, I found the ending of this movie weird. It was very, and yeah, well, and like, like I, I think part of it is because I had no part in it. Like as a viewer, there was nothing I could yeah. add to the experience. It was one hundred percent just um, was Stephen King's little brother, <laughs> Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes, <laughs> Peter Vincent from Fright Night, <laughs> or Fright Night. I almost said Fright Night. Oh my gosh, not C three P. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> the show notes for this are going to be about this yeah. long. Um, <laughs> it is the last episode of the suite, so I feel like the nonsense was coming. Like okay. it was, we've been holding it. For yeah, a okay. While. Oh, fair I, enough. I feel there's been a lot of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there has. But done it. And, and <laughs> how long have you known the three of us? Actually, I was referring to the movies with these. Oh. Well, I mean, the statement stands yes. either way, but. Yeah. Uh, the ending is rushed. I will I will say that as much as I love this movie, I do feel it is a tad rushed like, oh, yeah, we got to wrap this up. Let's. You, you get to the end and then this, we were, I think we talked before the show or maybe just real briefly in the show. Um, this is all taking place around Christmas. And there's yeah. no sense of Christmas. There's the date on there. And oddly enough, Psycho does the same thing. Psycho's right in the middle of December, and they open up with, like, December the 12th. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And, you know, Psycho, I can give a break because it's not quite Christmas yet, but the movie ends. It's Christmas Eve in the evening. Yeah. And Roddy McDowell and the lady are like, uh, oh, so, um, now that your husband's dead, what are you going to do for Christmas? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was weird because it was so... Those date cards were so obtrusive. Like, they were just like, boom, and you're watching this countdown, and you're right, they end on December 24th, and it just it just felt like a really odd choice. Like, yeah. move it move it into October. Well, well no, not October. Or November or something. Well, yeah. but, but also, why did they even need the date cards? They didn't know. Yeah. 
There was no. They, they served no story purpose whatsoever. There wasn't like a, a level of tension because they do talk about how you're going to leave on the twenty fourth at such such and such a time. But there's no tension about oh we got to get out of here before X happens. Yeah. 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 It was like you will get out at this time, yeah. so just last until then. Well, they could have um, easily solved that with just a sentence from the old guy at the beginning going, "Okay, the caretakers are going home at this date. You have to be out." Yeah, at this date, because otherwise nobody's... Well, I think that the title, like, he's, he, Mac just said something about, you know, there was nothing bad that was going to happen at the end of this time. There yeah. would the, the title cards would have caused tension if it was like, you know, on December 24th at blah, blah, blah time. If you don't have, if you don't have concrete proof of the paranormal by December 24th at 3.30 in the afternoon, you don't get any money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there's nothing like there's the the title cards add no tension. I'm just like. I, I know like, what time it is now. I know. Yeah, I know what time it is, and I don't care. Yeah, it's not germane to anything. Yeah, and also like yeah, being on Christmas is weird because then I'm like then that adds another level of like would you go to a haunted if somebody paid you money to go to a haunted house would you go right. yes if they paid you money to go to a haunted house on Christmas Eve that changes the math now I don't yeah. know if it changes the math but having that be of some presence in the the dynamic like even a conversation like oh once we're done here we're going to go to Hertfordshirewick were yeah and visit her mother for the Christmas or even because they <laughs> had um, Hartford-Wickfordshire yes Hartford-Wickfordshire uh, even because they had the pretty psychic the, the, the pretty young psychic mm-hmm. uh, talking about God all the time right like you're talking about God all the time you're yeah. the day before like you're at Christmas Eve work that the fuck into your story if you're gonna give yeah. it to us wow. I wonder if that's more prevalent since this is based on Richard Matheson's book Hell House. I was so excited when I saw Richard Matheson's name pop up. I wonder if that's something that's more. Damn it! I I meant I have that book at home and I meant to read it and I went like I just fucking forgot until this moment. Yeah. So I wonder because I know some of the violence and sexuality he toned down in the script for this that's in the book. I know that I read that somewhere. I don't remember where. I'll have to. I'll have to add a. I'll, I'll send Donna a thing later that just goes, in the book. <laughs> You'll just record just a little bit. Here's Adrian's book corner real fast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So angry. This is the first time we've had one with a book that I forgot to read. Okay. All right. Do we have anything else we want to add before? I set my notes down, so I think I'm done. Okay. I, I'd like Michael go. Okay. He, I think reasonable people can debate about who of the Batman is the most Batman, but Michael Goh is the most Alfred the Butler of all the Alfred the Butlers. The guy who played Velasco played Alfred the Butler in no, I'm, the eighty nine to ninety seven yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to decide if I agree with you because I feel like Michael Caine did a really good job. He did a really good job, but he's not the true. When I think of Alfred the Butler, I don't think of Michael Caine. You're right. I think of Michael Goh in You're those right. OnStar commercials, like. Let me tell you about the features of your Batmobile. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's I, all. Yeah. yeah. I'm laughing because some time ago I came across this thing on Facebook that said if you say my cocaine, you have just said Michael Caine's name in his accent. Yeah. <laughs> and so every time you said Michael Caine, I was like, Michael damn Caine. it. Michael Caine. <laughs> I'll take a look at the script and if the bloke they want me to play is on page one, he's on the last page, I do the bloody picture. I haven't seen Jaws the Revenge. From all accounts, it's terrible. But the house it built is wonderful. 
like him. I hope he's not an asshole. Me too. He seems cool. And I choose to believe that he is. I'll, I'll give him a bit of that for now. Okay. I mean, at this point, if nothing, nothing at all has come out. True. I'm willing to give much more benefit of the doubt that if you, you've survived the last year to two years and nobody's said anything bad about you, you're probably, on the average, okay. Chris Hardwick made it to last July. Actually, last June. And I'm saying, June. even then, yeah. That's what I'm saying. A benefit of the doubt. Something could happen tomorrow. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're exonerated for all time and space. Okay. Just at this point. You've made it this far. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, who's got... Actually, Mac, I know you have our quote, so I'm just... Okay. Gonna... We have two quotes. We do have two quotes, because they're both fantastic. Um, during, was it the second sitting where they do this, or the first sitting? With the Second. The scientific. The scientific one. <clears throat> scientific yes. one. Don't well, he's the best quoting. in his field. So. <laughs> uh, the, the abs- this movie is maximum Britishness from beginning to end, and... Maximum polite Britishness for 98% of the film, which we'll get into our second quote. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the doctor, what, uh, I'm losing character. Uh, Lionel Barrett. Lionel Barrett, uh, the original emperor, Clive Rebel. Um, uh, leave a sample in the jaw, please. Six or seven times. Like, leave a sample in the jaw, I don't think I've please. ever seen anyone interact with a ghost so politely. Like, well... Just because they're dead doesn't mean that we're animals. <laughs> or werewolves. <laughs> I really wish you guys could see Donna's face because it's fantastic. She's so done with us. <laughs> I love you all. This has been a good show. On the second quote, uh, after all the quorum has been br- dropped, uh, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes uh, says <laughs> Roddy McDowell says your mother was a bitch <laughs> I like my laugh honestly. yeah like that movie really like comes hurt. together with that line yeah. <laughs> Donna's in tears. <laughs> I knew the, how it was going to be delivered, and I still was not prepared at all. <laughs> it's true. We had a whole <sighs> discussion about it, and it still wasn't ready. Okay. Um. So our rule. What is our? Who had our rule? Oh, I had a rule. Donna had a rule. But I put our notes down, so it'll be just a second while I. Get... Do you want to do poll first, then? Or are you? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rank. We're at the end of our run. Rank the the movies. The four. The Thirteen Ghosts, The Haunting. I've lost the title for these these two. The Haunted, the, the House on Haunted Hill, Hill, Legend of Hell House. There, rank the four. Uh, I'll go. Um, Nostalgia is a big point, but I love Legend of Hell House is my number one. House on Haunted Hill is number two. Thirteen Ghosts, number three. The Haunting, number four. I'm going to go Vincent Price, number one. Uh, Matthew Lillard, number two. Oh. <laughs> Hell House, number th- uh, Stephen King's Little Brother, number three. And uh, whatever the fuck that other one was. The Haunting. The Haunting, yeah, The Haunting. I like Adrian's method. Um, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked the Vincent Price one first. Um, this one, The Legend of Hell House, 
second. I will put 13 ghosts ahead of the haunting. I want to, like, add a thing here real quick, and that is to say that I don't think that 13 Ghosts is the better movie than this. I think this is probably the better movie. I just enjoyed watching 13 no, Ghosts same. more. Um, 13 Ghosts is, is not a good movie, but it was more entertaining yeah. than yeah. The Haunting. Yeah, like, like, like I, I have mine, I have 13 Ghosts above Hell House. Yeah. Hell House is definitely the better movie, and I would recommend Hell House to somebody long before I recommended 13 Ghosts. I would actually never recommend 13 Ghosts to anybody. Except for us. I didn't recommend it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, just okay. said, I just said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. That was a recommendation. Yeah. It was an order. <laughs> um, I think Adrian and I both were like, this is happening. We, yeah. we, as soon as we decided to do the Haunted House suite, I was just like, all right, here's my chance. Gonna force some people to watch this stupid movie, because um, it's it is dumb. It is a super dumb movie. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's ridiculous, and I still really like. It is enjoyable for me. Hell House is the better movie. I'm gonna put this one first, but ever just so slightly below Vincent Price. Like Vincent Price is ever so slightly below. Um, and then. I think I'm going to give the the haunting the highest rating of all of us. Did everybody put the haunting at number four? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put the haunting at number three and thirteen ghosts at number four because God, there was some nonsense. That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It is fair. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's some craft present in in the haunting that doesn't quite come together to be a satisfying package of any sort. Whereas thirteen ghosts has some of the worst decisions I've seen in a movie in a long, long time. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a fair... Yeah. And Adrian and I, we've said this on that episode, we will both t- yeah. tell you that it is not a great movie, but for us, it is fun. I'm not going to defend it. No, <laughs> no I, I, I think it's fun. I'll, I'll defend it. It's fun, but I, I, everything you guys have said, I agree with, but I have fun with it, so... Yeah. Two I kind of liked, two I didn't like. That's probably the divide. Okay. Okay. Alright, I have our rule, and it goes like this. When you're... No, listen. When you're (laughs) staying at a haunted place for money, don't split up for fuck's sake! Find a buddy. Use the buddy system. And also, if you get bit by a cat, go to the doctor. But that's more doctor. That's a a supplemental daughter rule. Is that... Also, any, always fuck the, that's any cat because cats weird. have puncture wounds. They bite deep and they lick their paws, which touch their litter. Cat teeth are almost literally <laughs> designed <laughs> to cause infection. Yeah, uh, and they do. They cause infection bad. So if you get bit enough to draw blood at all, if there's a puncture, like if, if, like if the puncture. tooth scrapes across you, and I'm glad everyone saw me demonstrate that on your name. Yeah, if we move closer to the mic, they might hear it. <laughs> If the tooth just scrapes across you, just clean it good. But if you actually get that puncture, go to the doctor. You need antibiotics. I just wanted to be clear. Okay. There you go. All right. Anything else before we close the book? On anything? Um, just trivia. You may not know. I have been rab- rabies vaccinated. I would kind of think so since you're a vet. You're a vet. So anytime you say, I've had this experience, with, experience with an animal, I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'd be worried if you weren't. Yeah, yeah veterinarians are, are rabies vaccinated. I'm with Mac on that one. If you weren't, I'd be very concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate all your support. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're uh, pretty much everywhere, I would say. We're on Twitter at Beyond Cabin, Instagram, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We've got a Facebook page, uh, beyondthecabinintheWoods.com. 
Uh, we also have a webpage that links to our episodes and just other shenanigans and nonsense, which is beyondthecabininthewoods.com. Our Patreon is Beyond the Cabin. You hear us talk about the videos. Um, so if you do become a Patreon supporter, you do get that where you can see us discuss how we come up with a rule, poll, and quote. Uh, we do have some sister podcasts, which is Collective Snark, and then the 20th anniversary Buffy um, fan cast of Once More with Feeling. Then our brother podcast, The Family Business, which is a rewatch of Supernatural. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so you should definitely check those guys out too. And don't read a lot. Your mother was a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you know what horror is? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.